Good morning. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a bit croaky this morning. Uh, I've been, I don't know where my brain has been this week. I've done two absolutely ridiculous things. <clears throat> Yesterday, I went to get washed in the bathroom, you know, put the water in the basin, soap on my hands, went like that, and I had my glasses on. <laughs> And then this morning, as if that wasn't bad enough, I got in the shower, turned round to let all the water go on my hair, and I had my hearing aids in. <gasps> well, I leapt out, pulled them out, popped the batteries out, you know, opened them up. And then I was all wet, so I had to complete my shower. And then I got the hair dryer, and I was, wasn't drying my hair, I was drying my hearing aids. <laughs> But I, I think it was probably just like a heavy shower of rain for them. I don't think they realised they'd been in a proper shower. <laughs> so dear knows what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> um, what a lovely morning we're having so far. The worship has been wonderful. In fact, really, you could go home now because you've had the sermon through the songs. Um, but it would be nice if you stayed. Um, and I would imagine there's probably tea and coffee at the end as a reward for staying. So are you feeling blessed this morning? Yes. yes. If, in my thinking, if you managed to get a car parking space outside, you were blessed before you even came into the building. Um, because it's, it's getting so bad, isn't it? But I would imagine over the next few Sundays, everybody else will be at the shops. So there'll be plenty of parking spaces. I suppose, you know, it depends how you define a blessing. Um, is it everything's all right? Is it um, everything's hunky-dory? Uh, you know, how, how do you define a blessing? And... How does your definition of blessing affect your life? If it's everything's blessing is proved by everything being okay, you're going to have a little bit of a miserable life <laughs> because life happens and there are many times when not everything is okay. But you know, we are blessed by God irrespective of what life throws up at us. And really, that's a bit about what I want to talk about this morning. And I was pondering the other day about Abraham. I don't usually ponder Abraham. He's not one of my most favourite characters. Um, you know, oh, I know. I'll have to get it all sorted before I go to glory. He'll probably be on the door. Uh, but... <laughs> It's not that I don't like him. It just, I got so annoyed when I read, this is not to do with the sermon. I get so annoyed when I, when I read about him and find that twice he said his wife was his sister. That really irritates me. But he was in a potentially life-threatening situation, so what would I have done? You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, Abraham, blessed Abraham. He was blessed. When you read about Abraham, continually we hear God saying to him that he's blessing him. So much so that when Abraham and Lot decided they needed to go their separate ways, Abraham was able to say to Lot, 
you choose which land you want. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. What a, a generous-hearted man he was. He was giving Lot first dibs. And I reckon the reason he could do that was because he knew that he was blessed by God. And that wherever he was, God would bless him. And whatever decision Lot made, God would bless Abraham. And he had God's word to fall back on because when God called him, he said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be best blessed through you. So God was going to bless him. Abraham was going to bless others. And others would be blessed through him. So he was quite safe to say to Lot, you go where you want. and I'll, I'll take the leftovers, if you like. Because very often in life, other people make decisions for us or not necessarily for us, but decisions that affect us. Like if you're working and the boss decides to have a reshuffle or to do something else that isn't suitable to you personally, but the decision's made and it's so easy to get annoyed about it and angry. But rest in the fact that God has blessed you and wherever the boss or the family or the hospital or the government or whatever puts you, God will bless you because you are blessed by God. And if we don't rely on that fact, then the decisions people make can affect us. Excuse me. If you've been here a while, <clears throat> you'll know that I have two daughters that live abroad. And when our eldest daughter got engaged, there was great excitement. They got engaged in the October, I think, and they were going to get married in the June. And even though God forewarned me, because she was marrying a German, that the wedding would be in Germany, when the phone call came and said, Ma'am, would you and Dad mind if we got married over here? It'd be much easier, all paid as friends again. <laughs> Inside, I was screaming, of course I mind. But I didn't say anything. I said, of course, that's fine. That's all right. Don't worry about it. All we had to do was turn up and write a check. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know, I cried all evening. You don't realise how many preconceived ideas you have until somebody takes them away. And I thought of things like, I won't get to help her choose the wedding dress. There won't be any neighbours waiting round the door to see her leave. Won't be able to have a height. Uh, you know, all uh, silly things, but mega things. 
But, you know, God was very gracious to me. He allowed me to be involved in the buying of the wedding dress, not just by writing a cheque. But um, she's a, a, a redhead, and uh, she came over and said, I'm just going to try on some wedding dresses because I'm going to hire one in Germany, but I want to get an idea of... So I went to a shop. She's a redhead, and I thought, how am I going to tell her that she will not suit white? However, the lady in the shop said, you're a redhead. White is absolutely no good for you. Try this white dress on and see how awful you look. <laughs> what a salesman. And then she brought out an ivory-coloured dress. And Penny put it on, and it was the dress. And we bought it. And it was in the sale. <laughs> So God is so good. I never actually told Penny how disappointed I had felt until about five years ago. <laughs> so she's been married, oh, about 27 years now. So <laughs> I keep things close to my chest. But, you know, in the six months from, from the wedding sort of arrangements being made, I, th I thought I'd got over the disappointment and come to terms with things. But two weeks before the wedding, it all began to come up again. All of the people that wouldn't be there because they didn't want to travel. There was only six of us. David and myself and our other daughter and David's mum and John and Anne. There was only six of us representing Great Britain. Everybody else was foreign. <laughs> But I was just so disappointed. I wasn't angry. I wasn't irritated. I was just deeply sad that this whole event was happening somewhere else. And really, other than writing a cheque, we had nothing to do with it. As I say, you don't realise the preconceived ideas you have. And then... Twelve days before the wedding, I was reading about dear brother Abraham. And I read the bit that said, where God said to Abraham, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Wow. Abraham was going to be blessed because he'd been obedient was God offering me a blessing for being obedient? And then I said, excuse me, Lord, but Abraham had a choice. He could sacrifice Isaac or he could not sacrifice Isaac. He had a choice. I haven't got a choice. This wedding is a done deal. I've no choice, so how can I be obedient? And quite clearly, God said to me, your attitude is your choice. Now, as I say, I wasn't angry or bitter. I was just deeply sad. And I realized that really that was overshadowing everything else. It was affecting my life. My, my attitude was affecting other areas of my life. And so I thought, wow, when I looked at it, if I was obedient 
and chose a different attitude, looked at what I had and not what I didn't have. God would bless me, but also through my offspring, he would bless the nations. Now, I didn't realize that that was plural, nations. I was just thinking of one nation. But three years later, daughter number two said, the wedding's gonna be in America. Is that all right? Well, I had the T-shirt by then, so yes, it was all right. I didn't have to go through any rigmarole. But my attitude was my obedience. And so I began to examine my attitude. Now, it wasn't overnight. <laughs> I mean, for the wedding it was. But over the years, people have felt very sorry for us because our children live so far away. And as you know, they were here in the, in the autumn. And, but I look at what I have, not what I haven't got. That is my way of dealing it. I don't look at the fact that they're not here or at Christmas we don't see them. I look at the fact that I know they are with the people they're meant to be with. They're in the place that God wants them to be and he is blessing them and the nations that they are in, certainly their communities are blessed because they are there and thankfully their communities bless them because I was obedient in my attitude. Because it is so easy to be dissatisfied. I think Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else have got a lot to answer for because they create dissatisfaction in people. I don't look at these things. I used to when I first got a, a tablet, but I got sucked in. But everybody... Everybody's life is presented as wonderful, hunky-dory all the time. And we can be so dissatisfied because our children don't win medals playing the piano or, or we don't go on these super-duper holidays or whatever. And creates dissatisfaction and creates a wrong attitude, overshadows everything in our lives. But God is desiring in us a right attitude, an attitude that depends on his blessing. It's easy to compare what we have with what other people have and what they've got always looks better. <clears throat> At the moment, obviously, we're without a pastor and it would be so easy to grumble about not having a pastor. But to be honest... <clears throat> I think we're doing quite well by ourselves. <laughs> I mean, I thank God for the worship team. Uh, the, uh, sorry, yeah, I do thank God for the worship team. <laughs> I thank God for the leadership team because I think they're doing a marvellous job in carrying the, yes. <laughs> they have this huge responsibility on their shoulders to find another bod to, you know, come and stand here. But the church continues to flourish. People are still coming to know Jesus. People are being filled with the Spirit. We had a baptismal service just a couple of weeks ago. 
The church ministries are flourishing. You know, we've got the, the um, master life is just coming to an end. We've got the litter pickers who I think might be not litter picking in the winter. I'm not sure. But we've got Alpha, you know, we've got all Oasis, the toddlers, all, forgive me if I've missed you out, even the, you know, the coffee, all these different ministries, they are flourishing. And what is so wonderful is they've come from the grassroots. They've come from God touching people's hearts and saying, do you fancy going down to the park and picking up some litter? It's a calling, it's a ministry and it's come from God, not from some bod saying, I think you should do this. It's just, it, and it, it's flourishing, it's growing. And that is just such a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. So God continues to bless the ministries in the church because our hearts have been obedient, we've obeyed him, and it continues we have that wonderful blessing in numbers. You, you know how the, the song, uh, The Lord Bless You. I cannot sing it or hear it and remain dry-eyed. It moves me every time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. If you don't know what to pray for somebody, what better prayer can you pray than that? Praying that God will bless them. Because we really, I find a lot of my praying is for change. People's circumstances, Lord, heal them. Lord, give them a new job. Lord, get them a new house. Lord, you know, whereas really God knows. God knows what they what he wants to give them, he wants to bless them. You can pray this blessing for your enemies. It's always difficult, isn't it, when you read that bit in the, in the Bible that said pray for your enemies. But praying for them doesn't necessarily mean them prospering in their bad ways. Praying God's blessing on them. Praying that God will bless them and keep them. To bless them and keep them, he must be going to turn them to himself. To make his face shine upon them, they must be looking at him. So you can safely pray this for your enemies when it's difficult. Or somebody that's really getting up your nose, you can pray this prayer. And still know that everything is going to be all right. I mean, who wouldn't want to pray that blessing? We had at Oasis on Wednesday, we had the whole thing was revolved around communion, a very blessed time. And at the, after we'd finished communion, Colleen sang the blessing to us. It was so beautiful, so moving. It really touched us all. And I was there with me hanky because it was just so lovely. So the Lord bless you. But you know, we are blessed. For those who've just recently come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior through the Alpha group or whatever else means God is used, there is a lot that there is to unpack in knowing Jesus and in this blessing. 
And as I say, it's so easy to look at uh, physical things as a sign of God's blessing. But he's given us lots of spiritual blessings that will never change and never move. If you read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 to 14, I'm going to read them out. You'll find just the beginnings of the blessings. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he's freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. And in him we were also chosen. In him he chose all the people that are on offer. Having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you, Acorn, were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Now that's a big, a big package to open. In a few weeks, some of us will be opening some really big packages, hopefully. So some of us will get smaller packages and some of us will get no packages at all. By choice. Uh, but this spiritual package will take a lifetime to unpack to experience and to understand. So don't be in a rush. Don't worry that you don't understand it all. Just enjoy opening it up and picking out a little bit and having a look at it and having a, a go at it, seeing if it works, and it will. Because as it says, you've been given every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now these blessings that are mentioned in Ephesians are not the only blessings. If you read the the Bible there are plenty of blessings, but these are just the ones I want to look at today, particularly for the newbies. He he chose us in him to be holy and blameless in his sight. <clears throat> it's easy to forget that we're chosen. It's easy to forget that in his sight, 
we're holy and blameless. When we look at ourselves, we can think of 47 reasons why we're not holy and blameless. But God sees us as holy and blameless. It's like, you know, people who have a, a, a child who is naughty, but they still love them, even though they're naughty. That child is still loved. And in some parents' eyes, the child can do no wrong. Now, God knows that we do wrong, but he doesn't hold it against us. And he sees us as if we haven't done wrong. Holy and blameless. It says, in love he predestined us. And I've taken the liberty of changing that in love to lovingly. Lovingly he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. It's God's will and great pleasure that you have been adopted into his family. He is pleasured by your presence in the kingdom of God. Isn't that wonderful? His pleasure and his will. And we've been obedient by following that. And in verse 6 it says that he's given us grace freely in the one he loves. Grace is just such a wonderful thing. I sometimes wonder whether we really use grace as, as much as we could. Any situation where you are out of your depth, God will give grace to enable you. Anything he asks you to do, he will enable you to do. And he does it freely. And in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Wonderful. The world would say it doesn't sin. But when the Holy Spirit comes and convicts us and we know that we have sinned, we find that we are redeemed. We've been bought. We now belong to God through the blood and the forgiveness of sins. You're still unwrapping your prezi. You're still digging deep into this box that is in Ephesians. In verse 7 and 8, he says, he, Grace was lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Lavished, grace, lavished. It's such an extravagant word. I wish I was an artist because I'd like to paint something that represents lavished. I don't know what it would be. I like blue, so it would be blue probably. But, but you know, some sort of modern art thing that, that represents the lavishness of God. It's such a superabundant and more word. Lavish, grace lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. God knew exactly what he was doing. He knows exactly what he's doing, lavishing grace on you and on me. And it's not wasted. Lavished. And he made known to us the mystery of his will that all things would come together under one head, even Christ. 
we truly are joined together, one. You know, we have a lovely oneness in this fellowship. I was just sort of thinking about it the other day. I really believe we truly are a family. Uh, you know, we have um, in Oasis, we have an Oasis chat WhatsApp group. We have an Oasis prayer WhatsApp group. And the chat is usually hilariously funny. And the, the, the WhatsApp, the uh, prayer one, you know, the concern of people when we're praying for others, it's just wonderful uh, to behold that we're just part of such a family. And lastly, in this section, um, but not in the Bible, we are sealed, marked with a seal, the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that just, it's just a deposit. It's just showing you what's to come, this wonderful inheritance, some of these things and more, and the fact that when you get to glory, you're going to be there. Praising and worshipping the Lord. Can we have the, the band, please? Praising and worshipping the Lord. So if you can get these blessings under your belt, you will find that you will have a different outlook on life. will change your attitude because whatever happens, you will know that you belong to God that you're marked with a seal, that you are holy and blameless in his sight, that he has chosen you, that he's lavished his grace upon you. All these things and more, when life gets tough, or even if life is hunky-dory, you can add to the hunky-doriness by reminding yourself of what's in Ephesians. But don't stop there. Do a Bible study on blessing, and you'll be absolutely amazed. And I'd like us to sing this song because I think it also encapsulates what this passage is about. Thank you. <laughs>